0: But well, you'll hear in about fifteen seconds, Frank. So uh, we'll fill time until then. So
1: Phoenix. Um, oh God. Uh, how, how's how's your ball bag been uh, doing?
0: My ball bag. Yeah. Is that testicles?
1: I mean, you know, the whole kit and caboodle has been doing good. You you all right?
2: to talk to you about glorious conformity, about the delight and the ultimate pleasure of our unified society.
1: Well, Miss Powell,
2: you're looking as beautiful as ever. You make an old doctor wish you were a young intern. <laughs> Just as beautiful as you were when you were a little girl. I had quite a crush on you. I lived in the same apartment building. She moves fast for a big one no 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 trouble i just killed my wife how come you be dead you're a silly old fool of a man oh, stop treating me like a retarded child or something how come you don't make my leg well because then i wouldn't have the fun of carrying you and you'd get yourself a young boyfriend something wrong with her i know she's not deaf or dumb or retarded or anything how is my favorite attractive young widow no. perfect as always are you describing yourself, Mr. West? Not the mistress, say. There is no gods! Viva, 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 viva! And I agree with you about what
1: they call music. Why don't you play some?
0: Ordering
2: in Wonderlands, the twilight. Honey, what is it? The emergency window? You want to move? Oh, no, doesn't matter. What's well, the difference where I sit? It's not the seat, it's the airplane. Most that now. Wait till the plane takes off. Portrait of a frightened man. Mr. Robert Wilson, 37, husband, father, and salesman on sick leave. Mr. Wilson has just discharged from a sanitarium, where he spent the last six months recovering from a nervous breakdown. The onset of which took place on an evening not dissimilar to this one, on an airliner very much like the one in which Mr. Wilson is about to be flown home. The difference being that on that evening half a year ago, Mr. Wilson's flight was terminated by the onslaught of his mental breakdown. Tonight, he's traveling all the way to his appointed destination, which, contrary to Mr. Wilson's plan, happens to be in the darkest corner of
0: the Twilight Zone. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, the Twilight Zone review, review, excuse me, episode 159, 503, Nightmare at 20,000 feet. I'm Phoenix West.
1: I am Frank Clementine, Link. Squeeze, squeeze.
0: and I'm Adam Wilcox. Welcome guys, welcome to Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, a classic Twilight Zone episode, and one of the few good episodes in Season 5. I'll just say it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would say like the last few episodes of Season 5, it's not like I'm terrified of it.
0: What, what does that mean? You're not terrified of the actual episode, or you're not terrified of Season 5?
1: I'm not terrified of season five because I've lived through season four.
0: You have lived through season four, but season five is great because it's like the same length of season one through three, but Rod Sterling was gone. Didn't give a shit anymore.
1: Well, that's that's okay because we got Matheson and Beaumont to uh, pick up the torch. We do, but
0: we're left alone with Matheson and then we got Steel. So how do you feel about season five now? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, like, we're again left alone with Mathis and we get 20,000 nightmare 20,000 feet so
0: yes that's true about it. diamond in the rough but he was more proud of steel than he was of this episode that's bizarre
1: well I don't think writers care about monetary value or cultural impact I think they just like the story it's, that's okay
0: yeah I mean he's seeing it a different angle than we are especially 60 years later so well, I get he it.
1: Did.
0: He's got a good point. Stephen
3: King's more proud of his made-for-TV made version of The Shining versus Stanley Kubrick's
1: The Shining. Oh, my God. That was so terrible. It was, it was bad.
0: Uh, yep. If you love wings, check out Stephen King's The Shining from 1997 Dude, with Stephen Weber. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the guy's great. Great <laughs> hair. If you want
0: to see Hedges move... Uh, let's check out <laughs> 1997's *The Shining*. Debuted on like fucking with ABC. Glorious early
3: 2000s CGI.
0: Not even 97. Oh God, it's bad. Hey, if yeah, you want to he... see Stephen Weber take care and ma- maintain a boiler room with turning a little fucking thing
1: for an oh, hour and a half. To be
3: fair, I was drinking heavily back then, so it did did make for a slightly better experience. But I still laughed at it.
1: So wouldn't it it's... be like really great to end down?
0: <laughs> No. No, I don't think I could go through it again. Now I will say I watched no, it within I'll the just, last six months. I was months.
1: implying that you were like just a raging alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: well, yeah. I, I, I have <laughs> recently seen Stephen King's 1997 remake, The Shining, uh, the two-part episode, and it's fucking terrible. Stephen King, you're completely you're right, wrong
1: because his wife is way too hot. I mean, no, it's Stephen Weber. He's also awful, just awful.
0: He's he's bland. He's boring. He seems like that was he's not uh, there. Rebecca De Mornay You're referring to? Yeah, yeah. She was she was miscast in this. Yeah. The kid was that annoying kid from fucking everything back in the day. The Super, yeah, super Bowl cut. There. Yeah. There's oh. no scary. There's no intense. There's no. There's no mysticism anymore with the shining. It, uh, there's nothing in that.
1: Beat for fucking beat, dude. It was laughable.
3: But that's, that's writers for you. They, he did not like the, the Stanley Kubrick version, and I can kind of understand where he comes from because I like to write, and there's nothing crappier than somebody completely so, misinterpreting what you do, but he so made so it better.
1: So then let's remake the same exact fuck movie that I said I hated so much.
0: Speaking of, um, here's what I did today with Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. I watched mm. all three versions of this episode. Nice. I watched 1963 Richard Donner version that we're talking about today. Uh, I watched the 1983 George Miller version from the movie, and I watched the 2019 Greg Yetainese oh, version from
1: 2019.
0: God. Oh, what are you saying? Good God! I say the, the 2019 version is the best version.
1: I would, I've never seen it.
0: I haven't seen that one either. Of the Frank, <laughs> you did too. We talked about it. I
3: suck. I didn't even know it existed until you told me you did.
0: Frank, you did too
1: watch it. sorry. The 2019. I had 1990. No. I would not have watched it if we're going to review it. It was in my head. Yeah. Sorry, you're right. Okay. The the Adam Scott
0: on a plane, and like he's listening to a podcast version of it, which sounds stupid, but it's it's by far the best best version of this. It worked. It It worked worked like crazy. I watched it again, and I liked it a lot more the second time.
1: I'm telling you, man, he's trolling us. He has to.
0: He has to. But okay, so I mean, let's backtrack a little bit. So if you, if you guys will indulge, let me let me kind of go through the history here. 1963. It's Richard Donner, uh, uh, one of my favorite directors. He, it's his first Twilight Zone episode. I think he did five episodes of Twilight Zone, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. It's Richard Donner is a classic director. He did like fucking the Goonies, yeah. Goonies. He did like... Superman S- the motion picture. Superman. He he got kicked off to S- Superman two, but his version was. way weapon better 2, I believe all four Lethal Weapons. Yep. He's done so many great movies that I really love. That Richard Donner is a fucking great director. Scrooged. I think Scrooged. I think he Scrooged. He did yeah. fucking Scrooged. He did so many movies that I fucking love. But the point is his his episode is this that we're going to review. So we'll get into his. But let me just quickly. 1983, they did the Twilight Zone movie. Steven Spielberg shows a fucking uh, turd out of a, a big basket and was like, I'm going to kick the can. And he did that. Joe Dante did a good episode, uh, It's a Good Life, made it better in a weird way in some aspects. Some aspects, not so much. Um, who did the other one? Uh, the first version was, uh, the first episode of that was uh, 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 Lucas, George Lucas, not George Lucas, Lucas. Uh, uh, Joe Landis, uh, John Landis, sorry, I'm all over the fucking place. John Landis, big accident happened on that one. Let's not discuss that right now, though. But yeah. John Landis, I like that episode. But then we stick with George Miller, the, the director of Mad Max the quad, Quadrology at this point. He did four of them. Yeah. George Miller did uh, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet with uh, and It's Really Good. And I really enjoyed it, and I fucking loved it. And it's way more intense. He's got these angles. He's got, like, Dutch angles, and, like, so much chaos happening the, on the plane. Way more realistic it, shots of the other passengers on the plane.
1: It was very Frankenhammer-esque, I'd say.
0: It was, but it also it was, like, fucking chaotic, and he kept it going. It was fluid. It was, it's it was, also a show that really fits William
3: Shatner's acting style.
0: It is. The yeah, original perfect. one, the Richard Donner version, is William Shatner... Kind of flat, and he watches a stuffed gremlin on the plane. He watches this little beast right here just rolling around on a a plane engine, and it's like adorable. It's a guy in a monkey suit, and it's kind of adorable when you watch it now. Little guy,
1: want to take you home? Put your little hat.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember those toys that came out in the eighties, the Monchi Cheese? I think they were. I think they were modeled after this creature. Yeah.
0: It it reminds me of that. Like makeup around the eyes. He's got like a monkey mask on. That's kind of changed a bit. It's, Can I ask you guys something?
1: Yeah. If if they didn't focus so close up on the Gremlin, like, by the window and just sit there on it for so ungodly long, do you think it would have uh, made the episode that much better?
0: I think if he didn't show it, like, ape around on the plane wing. He, like, literally <laughs> is like... <laughs> it,
3: it looks like the, the, the person that's in the suit was really uh, chewing the scenery. Yeah. yeah.
1: This His the, quote is he was five foot four, and um, he also had a quote about Lee Marvin something about him and Lee would always get drunk.
0: Yeah, the, the, the shots of him, like when he floats away, are really effective.
1: Yeah, yeah because and when he floats it, in there, because he's on wires, physics, yeah, that and that's fascinating. So cool
0: but when they show that extended sequence, of, when they first show him, and he's like. Like, aping wee- around wee- on the plane like uh, uh, uh. it's like it's it's cheesiness laughable but the george miller version is like he's way more of a gremlin creature so he's God got like he's got slime too. coming off him and and uh, uh everything about it is great it's all shot close up and like uh he's just sinking in his seat and it's great and then the 2019 version is just a podcast and there's no there's nothing on the wing you don't ever see the wing it doesn't matter which sounds like a detriment, but it really is the best version of this. of I can't believe I'm saying this, but the 2019 version is the best version of the story. And there's nothing to do with the original. Adam, I recommend watching this, the first two episodes of the show, and, and this is the second one. Overall. I was going to say,
3: I'm with, I'm with you on the, the 83 one and, and the one that we're talking about now, but yeah, I have
0: not seen the 2019 version, so I can't comment on it. The but, 2019 uh, version... Adam Scott listens to a podcast. He's a reporter that was in the Middle East. He has he has PTSD, and he's like trying to deal with it. He's on a plane to some other assignment, and he hears a podcast and he plays it, which sounds stupid, but it works. And no, it's like actually, I'm a big Adam Scott fan too. Adam Scott so. is the.
1: It's a podcast great. Oh, on a cassette tape, almost wasn't it?
0: No, it was on an iPad. It was like some weird mm. 83 version of <laughs> of an iPad iPod. But he's playing it, and it's like. Flight 1015 dropped at 11.15 p.m., and he starts describing exactly what's happened on this airplane. So it, like, becomes, like, he, like, fulfills the, the prophecy of the podcast is the kind of the idea of it, mm-hmm. and it fucking works, man. I'm serious. It works the whole way. And Adam Scott, I love Adam Scott, and he kills it in this episode. He fucking crushes it. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an Adam Scott fan myself. I, I loved him in Parks and Rec. Yeah, so watch the first two episodes of the 2019 version. Skip the rest. Maybe watch Blue Scorpion. Uh, yeah, Blue Scorpion. And then skip the rest. I mean, okay. well, honestly. And, and then
1: watch the last one and then. Yeah, I mean, so
0: 101, 102, and then 109, 110. Watch those ones. Skip the rest. The rest will piss you off. You know what? Adam, if you would like to watch the, the rest of the episodes and then join us on a podcast, where we talk about 2019 again, I'd love to do it because I have some fucking issues I got to get through. Yeah. My psychiatrist is like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He has no idea. So
1: because not for nothing, <laughs> like like after a good year of soaking all that shit in, dude, I got a lot things <laughs> to say. We
0: got like three more months till the new season comes out, I think. Because if they do the same so schedule as last year,
1: we need to refresh it in people's minds of just how bad shit insane it really was.
3: I've, I've heard stories from other
0: folks that have watched it that just said, the problem is it's five ep- four episodes it's, that are good, one episode yeah. that's okay, four episodes that are terrible. So you're like, what the fuck do I feel watching this? I tell you, man, science fiction in general right now is just in a
3: really bad spot. You know, I, probably worse that I've ever seen. Just all of these shows are just being murdered. Like, like Star Trek sucks now. It's Doctor Who
0: sucks. Star
1: Wars, Star Wars. sucks. Star yeah. yeah.
0: I never cared all about Star stuff. Wars. I, I'm a Star Trek guy. The new Star Trek too. series is fucking baffling to me. i I... Yeah, I because I watch it and I'm, I I'm not one feeling.
3: And I'm like, what am I watching? The Office in Space? <laughs> That's what it felt not, like. That's I felt like. I felt like I was, kind of of was watching
0: J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, where I'm like, this is yeah. not Star Trek. And I'm like, there's it's, fucking explosions. And I'm like, this story. is not it's Star Trek. That,
3: that Kurtzman that Abrams stink on everything. And he, you, can't, you can't get past that,
0: that stink to get through to anything good. You know? Kurtzman, if I could speak directly yeah. to you. A- A- um, Alex Kurtzman.
3: Yeah. Alex Fuck Kurtzman,
0: uh, can we speak directly to you? Um blow your own brains out anytime you want. Seriously, fling yourself into the sun. You'll be doing humanity. Stop a favor. writing science fiction shows that people fucking love. You fucking suck at it. You're fucking this terrible. This is what
3: happens when you hire the guy that used to write Sleepy Hollow to, to be a showrunner for Star Trek. You get And he's color. obsessed with it. His name's all In over Discovery. it. Discovery. A show that's abbreviations spell STD. Yeah, like you didn't think this through at all, like maybe <laughs> this wasn't a good idea. And he wants to do a you know, card series. I don't know if he
0: did that. Yeah, I oh, heard about that. I just it's, can't with it's him. All,
3: it's all Fox News now, so yeah, I don't want to do it. I can't yeah. can with Anyways, him. Anyways, back to... <laughs> <laughs> but now we're at 20,000
0: feet. Um, he, so Shatner, is, speaking of Star Trek, Shatner is on the plane. He's smoking, which was like, whoa, okay, you can just do that. And then his wife's like, no, no, dear, the the no smoking sign's on. So he just throws his loose cigarette in his pocket. I'm like, that's going to get crushed. Frank, (laughs) as a smoker, do you not have the same thought?
1: No, actually, I thought, like, you know, nothing's worse smelling than a relit fucking cigarette, dude.
0: (laughs) He didn't like the cigarette, though. Well, whatever. He was
1: about to. It's just fact.
3: It's true, though. You ever think that when you're watching old episodes of Twilight Zone, like how much everything used to probably just stink like stale cigarette smoke everywhere you went? I used to smoke too, so I mean, I'm not talking trash about anybody, anybody that does. I, I used to be, I smoked for years. So, but I just I, I know that after a while, that that smell collects and it doesn't go the person anywhere. I find you know?
0: that shit disgusting. <laughs> I can't fucking deal with it. Anything anybody that does that is disgusting. <laughs> Anybody that does that is just fucking gross. I can't stand it. You, no, you guys, be, you people need to be.
1: Put, di- are, you, are you just talking shit?
0: You need to be, you need to be put down. And um, I think you guys need to just get off this planet.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Keep vaping.
0: Just like my <laughs> fast food.
1: Of, because that's been <laughs> no. so safe lately over the news. Anyway, moving on. So, yeah. can you
3: imagine on an airplane though? Especially like I, airplanes are so small nowadays. Like back then, you could probably oh. drive a truck down the aisle of, of pretty much any airplane in between the seats. Or maybe that's just the way the set was built.
1: I don't know what airplane you're driving, is flying on, but my budget airline is not that big. <laughs> I like no, my dude.
0: my yeah. airline has a nice uh, curtain you can just throw over the window. You can... Yeah. Like his does.
1: That's normal. Um, let's see. Uh, I got... Uh, oh, yeah. This is the first time he sees him. The music in this episode did a good job at conveying how he was feeling. Like, his point of view. There's a man out there.
2: What? Look. Look, he's crawling on... Wilson. can i get you anything a glass of water surely
1: no problem then stop calling me Shirley. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh he seems like a little gremlin floating around out there no big deal he's not doing anything yet now that you said that frank i almost wish
3: the zucker brothers would have put that in the movie airplane just as an added gag kind of um, amazed it didn't
0: <laughs> I'm surprised
1: he didn't either. Yeah. yeah it's only about that, right?
0: William Shatner's uh it's amazing to say this, but uh John Lithgow in the movie is way more extreme than William Shatner in this episode. Yep. Yep. He but I, think, well, I think he had had be, a different he was, caliber like, actor than Shatner too
3: though.
1: Like Yeah, you know, you're yeah but you're following one of like you're following Shatner though. I mean, this this character like everybody knows its voice. So Lith guy was like, I got to crank it to like a hundred. So lift go I, I, I starts. To, I, I I need to discover meth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: going to create it in a lab.
1: <laughs> no, no. I just, I'll, I'll find it eventually. I'm sure, you know, <laughs> I'm sure John is around here somewhere at this point in time, you know, looking for work. I'm sure. He's got some on him. Travolta. I mean, <laughs> So yeah, you know. And then Lithgow just did a whole lot of crank and uh, was so un William Shatner-esque it worked.
0: <laughs> because agreed where John Lithgow starts in the in the movie version is like close angles, wide angles, kind of kind of cockeyed. In the in the in the bathroom, and he's all like <laughs> all sweaty and he starts where William Shatner ends. So yeah. he starts right there. Yep. And then he goes crazier from there, and it's more—it's way more realistic. You see the passengers in the back, it, it, as opposed to the the '63 episode where you have that, uh, whatever that—I fu- forget what the act was called in the in the '60s where they had to have a black actor in every every episode, where they always put him in the background. The guy behind William Shatner black, and he's just sitting there, and he goes to sleep immediately. I'm like, you never see him again. I was like, oh, there he goes. <laughs> I'm way more uh, paying attention to this since I heard about this. You see it all the time now. Once you know that, I was you not can't aware unsee of that. It. Yeah. Once I you see it, know. you'll you'll never not see it. So huh. <laughs> why uh Aurora existed? No, I don't think so. No, She's a character. That was Gene
3: Roddenberry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But once a Twilight's an episode, right behind Shatner, you'll see a black guy sit down in a seat and go right to sleep. Just as just as you do on an airplane to go right to sleep. He's like, ah, uh, and holds a pillow. And I wasn't I wasn't aware that there was a diversity push going on there. There's a diversity push. It happened in the early 60s and it happened and uh it's very very obvious in this episode. But uh he goes right but to sleep. But they don't
3: make the story the focus of that. They just it's no. just something that they didn't see. I did now that you called attention to it, I did not notice it until
0: you brought it out. Yeah. That's kind of Once what's you know there's a today and then, yeah. Once you know it's there, you will not unsee it. Uh but he goes right to sleep. Shatner starts to freak out, but he starts off calm and he's very calm throughout the episode for Shatner. And not until the very, very end does he freak out when he starts to shoot the gun at the at the gremlin, but he's pretty calm throughout the whole thing. His wife tries to give him sedatives. He, he declines them. Eventually, he like squirrels away a pill in his cheek.
1: For how long? <laughs> like, I, I call I'm, I'm
0: d- bullshit uh,
1: on the length of of uh, time that it took for that pill not to dissolve just in his mouth naturally
0: I do as well I did notate that he squirreled away a pill it was several scenes later where he's like Bleh, and spits it out <laughs> it's like fully, I want to talk about how he circle. got the gun that's the only part where I'm just like oh, I have some questions as well let,
1: Yeah, let me shove my face in this gentleman's lap like that's normal <laughs> yeah
3: shit. dude it's so it's so bizarre oh. like it just,
1: Especially if you're the only guy on the plane with a gun. <laughs> yes. You might you might be a little bit more like inclined to think, now why'd that happen to just the me? The only though. thing
3: that could have brought more attention to that gun is if there was a big sign on that uh, officer's <laughs> shirt with a big arrow point to it that says gun. You know, it's just a neon.
0: Little, little lights and shit. I love the fact lights. that he you discovered know. there's a gun because there was an insert shot of it. Like He's like, Bling, it looks at the sign and it shows that insert shot. Right, it's it's
3: it's not subtle like when you know John McClane shows his gun yeah. to on the airplane <laughs> at the beginning.
0: No, this is like I have a gun. I'm gonna a snooze openly, right even though my job is to maintain my awareness. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and sleep. I'm pretty sure that guy was trained to not relinquish his gun. Yeah. On cover the it up. Airplane. At the very least, cover it with your jacket. Your starter the whole jacket. Time I'm thinking, you
3: absolutely suck at what you do, sir. You're a, you're a legend.
0: It is a, a series of more effectual uh, uh, sheriffs in the, in the air because this one does nothing, falls asleep with his gun. Shatner steals it somehow. And then this guy was probably one week away from retirement. Yeah, yeah. 83 just happens. The guy runs up on him and he steals the gun. The 2019 <laughs> version, he gets arrested by that girl. He actually gets in handcuffs, never gets the gun. So they, they become better at their jobs. They learned a lesson, a thing, a thing or two about yeah. uh 20,000 feet. They've actually they, learned more as it went to 30,000 feet in the new, they studied new this in air marshal school. <laughs> yeah, this is lesson one. They got to learn yeah. something. <laughs> Yeah, they they uh he steals the American gun back in sixty three <laughs> There's no point going through the plot of this episode because it's just really it's a series of uh Shatner seeing this uh Gremlin doing more and more. First he tears off the panel to the to the engine, he, he blows out one, he, he tears off the panel for another one, starts to dig around, and the eighty three version you see like the, the crazy gremlin creature like shoot lightning into the first engine and the guy's like, We have four engines, it's fine. And then he fucks with the other one, and they lose it. And this one, he just kind of flies around. My favorite parts were when he flies out of frame, when someone that else looks. That was creepy, yeah. yeah that's a the only part, that part of that's Candy creepy. Valley thing going on there. Yeah. Then he flies back in the frame, and starts to fuck with it when Shatner's looking.
1: <laughs> the first... It's all that's, I hear every time. Whee.
0: Yeah. It just sounds like it's like enjoyable, because he's like... Whoa. I don't know about you guys,
3: but when it comes to TV shows, movies, one of the things that creep me out the most is when somebody like looks humanoid but do so, does something that no human could ever possibly do. And and it, it it can be subtle too, like like for example, John Carpenter. There's a lot of his older movies where do you just see somebody standing and staring for like an unusual amount of time and that just like creeps me out more than oh dude, that, fucking uh You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah, fucking uh, the thing is notorious for that. One thing, and uh, another the, one
3: is Prince of Darkness. Even though that's not one of his better movies, there, yeah. There's that whole that kid. Yeah, the, the, the
0: you see the bike. people
3: just kind of staring at the church. Yeah. it's just it's unsettling as fuck, you know, because it's like not the, what normal people would do. So you know something is afoot, and it, it gives you that. It just makes it just makes your your you know gives you goosebumps.
0: The only part that bothered me in uh, Stephen King's *The uh, Pet Cemetery* was the, old, the the mom or the aunt, where the fuck she was dying of cancer in the room. You just see her like multiple cirrhosis? Yeah, she's like withering away as a person. That bothered me. Him, the kid coming back to life and killing people. She's didn't like half corpse.
1: corpse. Yeah, like, it's dramatic. Yeah, it's saying. creepy, but it's creepy.
0: Like the way they did it was good, but
1: oh, from the mind of a nine-year-old, I'm sure that's what exactly.
3: It but I agree yeah. with you though. Is that that thing flying away and then coming back and then it just kind of flies. It's like you wonder where the hell did it go and and why is it it can fly as fast as plane. Now this is a propeller plane, so yeah, I, I've I've been on one propeller plane in my life, and I don't ever want to be on one ever again. And I'm not afraid of flying, like I'm not afraid of heights, but pro- propeller planes fucking suck yeah i mean it really suck it is a flying shithouse all right it it's just they they vibrate a lot and they shake a lot and if it's storming out it's even worse than than being on a jet yeah not 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 a good place to be no so i can imagine that that was pretty freaky watching you know this this giant beast tear an engine out you know
1: yeah exactly. it's like the well, this last thing you need. but why were the panels so like why were there lights on the inside of the plane wing?
0: Well, you don't know exactly what's going on. And that's what I like about this one is, this one's way more in his head than the other two are like this one and that's is like, the
3: that's the real scary part is is everybody's been in a position where either you had too much to drink or too many drugs or whatever the the case may be am I lucid right now or am I seeing things? Nobody's had too many
0: drinks. Come on.
3: You know what I mean? Like when nobody believes you and you swear that you've seen something. I don't know if you guys have ever seen stuff that you can't explain. I have. Um, Not Hmm. a lot of them, but those things that you can't explain are the ones that that stay with you for a very long time. And he's clearly experiencing that moment. Or is he?
0: Exactly. And the, the 83 version it's a little more uh, obvious. They they point way more to the fact that it was it was real to the point where you see yeah. the guys going, "It's it's real!" Oh my god, he tarped the, the, the engines, and you see like the damage done. Twenty nineteen version, you see the podcast happens. There's not so much as far as an after fact, but you do have a little more ambiguity as far as is Adam Scott really there at the end, Frank? You remember this? Where, like, yeah. is, is he really there getting torn apart with the other passengers? I personally don't think that part really exists. I think it's more in his head.
1: Yeah, no, I think at that point, it was just everything was in his head at that point. Yeah, yeah. me
0: too. I, I re- definitely recommend, I don't want to give away too much. I mean, we kind of did, but Adam, go ahead no, and watch no. that 2019 version. It's, it's worth it.
1: And like, and, I, and I'm trying to go off of a I'm gonna see you're not seeing it, and my memory sucks. <laughs> yeah, I
0: watched it again. I was like, that was way more confirmed the fact that it was the ending part was way more in his head than it was. I haven't seen the movie
3: for a while and there's no reason to yet. I have it on DVD. I just haven't watched it like a long time.
0: I have it on blue or laser disc laser discs. (laughs) Wow. There's a callback
1: and I'm the old fart here. Yeah. but, uh, But Phoenix has like, turned me around on a lot of the 2019 ones because some of them I didn't understand right away and I got really mad about it. But then after talking with him about it and, you know.
3: It converted you?
1: Yeah, things made a little bit more sense like that. And that's, that's oh my goodness, there it is. It's humongous.
3: That's one thing about those laser discs, They make for nice collectibles, don't they? They really do. They look nice.
1: It's like, it's, and, it's like and, a
3: record album, yeah.
1: Yeah, it takes up hardly any of the room. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. I it's pretty. It. Yeah. It's <laughs> Very impressive.
0: Just in great shape, too.
1: <clears throat> but that's one of the cool things about it. For so.
0: your laser disc player. <laughs> yeah, that I totally have.
1: Yeah,
3: I'm,
0: I'm you gonna... have one of those? Uh, I
3: used to. Okay, yeah. And don't feel bad. I, I I think we talked about this on a previous episode. I have a couple of VHSs, but no VHS player. No, me neither. I have both. Yeah.
1: I bet no, no,
0: no room for that shit no I have one somewhere it's tucked I away I have well, to watch some movies you, on do VHS you, do, you want,
1: do you want my porn then because <laughs> <porn. laughs>
0: if you have porn go ahead and send it over man I it, yeah. I'm kind of interested to in see what you're into where your hot spots are where you stopped it no no
1: no, no. It. It, it's it's VHS's that are left over from the bags and bags of porn that were left by a tenant who lived in this apartment uh, 25 years ago, and when he was evicted, you know, Dean's parents had like four trash bags filled with porn. When you say
0: 25 years ago, all I hear is more more pubes. And no, thank you. A <laughs> no well,
1: lot you. of lot of well, ron and
0: Jeremy we cameos. Caught, uh,
1: we we got caught selling it all in middle school, <laughs> and it, it all came out of that closet right there.
0: That reminds me of the time I was at 20,000 feet and I had a nightmare.
1: Well, yeah, I I was about to play this, I think. Oh, so yeah. Great. I think we should.
2: Julia,
1: wake up. Well, he starts thinking about, like.
2: What are you looking at? Bob? Is it the storm? Does it bother you? I told you before about seeing something outside? Yes. Julia, there's a man out there. I, I don't mean a man, I mean a. I don't know what I mean. I mean. Maybe a. What do they call them during the war? You know, the, the pilots? Grab mine. Uh,
1: God, I love that part. I
3: just want to mention that your bobblehead looks like Mick Jagger with eyeshadow. Kind of does, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And Keith Richards.
3: Ah, Shadubi. Shattered. Shattered.
1: I hate that band. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: Yeah, there's so
3: I, I like the fact that this show uh, episode really good at building suspense, and by that I mean he sees something she doesn't. That's 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 classic suspense right there. Like you, you don't get enough of that in two days horror films. Uh, horror, horror, perspective horror films need to study episodes like this so you know, you understand how to build tension and suspense. You need to.
0: The amazing thing is they're supposed to shoot on three day schedule. But because of how complex this was, they had two days. This is shot in two days. Wow, it's fucking crazy. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Two days. I mean, usually Twilight Zone is three days, but this one is because they had so much going on. Like the propellers outside, they made, make it look right. They ended up with two days to shoot, which are like two really long days. But still, they what
1: look right? They had a twin engine Corvair like. 424, but the inside was of a DC-7. I was so pissed off. I'm like, this is bullshit. Continuity. Come on, TZ.
3: Well, let's let's be fair, man. Most of the time when you show inside of an airplane on any TV show, it's always way, way bigger than an airplane really is, always, because there's no way you could get a camera in that tight of an environment.
1: I wasn't really serious about that fact. Well, no, I was to, to the fact that I know that that fact exists. But just the fact. But that you're I'm right, tri-
3: though. You could probably push a baby stroller in between these seats. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, no plane I've ever been on any any time
1: recently. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying I shouldn't. I shouldn't know that that bit of trivia. <laughs>
0: that's why. Do, 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 do. We'll do, do that. Do, 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 do. We'll kind of do that. Here he goes. Where's my light? Yeah, here oh, we go. He'll I find one. he find one.
2: Do, 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 do.
0: Anytime there's plane facts, Adam. <laughs> that's our plane <laughs> noise because planes are our resident plane expert. Plane spurt. <laughs> If you will,
1: love the fucking things.
0: So that's he, cool, though. Yeah, he, I don't. I don't know that much about planes. He grabs a gun out of fucking nowhere because there's an insert shot telling him there is a gun. So he's like, "Oh, there's a gun behind me. I saw the insert shot." He grabs a gun. He what? Sh- he he breaks. The, shoots through the window and he shoots the fucking gremlin.
1: But it was the emergency. No, he didn't have to shoot through the window because it was the emergency. I remember.
0: Yeah, that's right. He. I'm thinking of the 83 version. He shoots through the window, but you're right. He pulls the lever. Opens the fucking window, and he shoots the fucking gremlin a f- couple of times, and the gremlin's like, "Ow, okay, fuck."
1: It was funny. I don't understand why he tied himself down to the chair with the seat belts instead of I don't know using the seat belts like they show you. You know, you stick the little end and you put it in the big end. <laughs> why did he make a knot with the seat belts? That always struck me. Well, I mean,
3: up. if you can get past the fact that he's watching this this thing tear uh, an airplane apart with its bare hands, and he thinks somehow that a revolver is going to stop this creature. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, that, I mean, clearly it, Shatner is his... That his descending. makes total sense. He's descended sense. into madness here. So,
1: right. Look, that, that makes total sense to me, and I'm fine with that. What I don't understand is why didn't he just... I don't know, see belt himself in correctly. Why did he have to go through the trouble of tying them like a fucking shitty bow on a sneaker that you can't wait to go play kickball with?
0: You know what I'm reading right now is uh, Mark Scott Zickery the Twilight Zone Companion. I, I'm going off topic, I know. Frank, I'm sorry. While you guys are talking. Um, this is (laughs) the saddest fucking thing I've ever seen.
1: No, I think I I finally made Adam speechless about something I just said. (laughs) I I
0: was dumb, dumb. I was awestruck. You had a pause there,
1: so I thought I'd jump in, but it's just the saddest thing. I had Adam just like, what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I was
3: really trying to think about it, too, and I'm like, all I could see was Gremlins. You know, on, on an airplane. Yeah, just, that's what it I, is. And they're, and they're just dancing around uh, on my brain, you know. Uh,
0: his book talks <laughs> about how there's...
1: What well, he just said made some sense, so, sort of, <laughs> I think.
0: They <laughs> talked about... Mark Scott Zickrey talks about how they had a new show coming on CBS that was way over budget, so they gave Rod a certain amount of money to his first show. And he's just like, oh, that is not enough money. <laughs> he had $600,000. Uh, oh, sorry, they had a quarter million dollars to finish the series at this point, which is episode three. So, yeah. he's like, I, I was way... I could not afford to pay anybody. The end no, was in sight.
1: Which makes so much more sense. We were
0: th- without a uh, without a producer. We had no money. Because at this point, the producer fucking left. Buck Houghton was out. He was not okay, there for so, season five. Okay,
1: so... So we were buckless in in season.
0: Buck, yeah, Buck. I knew that, but I didn't realize how early he left. Season five without Buck, there six. And you got you got pre Star Trek Shatner who will work for literally Velveeta. So <laughs> yeah, he couldn't give, give anyone the money, and it feels like at least high uh, class. It just feels like they had no money to do anything, <laughs> so the fact that this episode, is effective as it is, is kind of amazing, really. It's, it's like an all-time fan favorite. Whenever they do the fan favorites of it's these the episodes, five top five and this episodes. one is always one of them. It's always. this one, uh, so 9 or 20,000 feet, you have uh, uh, It's a Good Life. Beauty in the Eye of the Beholder, which is my I, favorite. Eye of the Beholder. You have, uh, what's the other one? Um, cookbook. It's, what the fuck is called?
3: The, the one To with Serve the, Man
0: uh, To Serve Man yep and then you have uh, in the library. After Hours yeah. I'd say After Hours is probably the next big one
1: uh, I think it was overrated but okay
3: overrated well, they, I'm these, are, these are ones that get ma- mentioned mainstream yeah
0: After okay. Hours is on every
1: single marathon oh, you watch it is dude it's batshit nuts yeah Marsha Marsha yeah Marsha I swear that's where they're very brave ones, took it from <laughs> <laughs> it's possible, <laughs> honestly.
0: But uh I overall, I mean we don't need to go through the plot. Everyone's seen this fucking episode. Ooh, I sorry, love that. Can, can I, I, pull, I pull, take pull, a pause real yes. quick? Frank, real quick. Adam okay. thought this is a really a clean show. I love that. He's you like, guys have me going. He's like, I'll, I'll be cleaner this time. I'm sorry. I'm like, do you realize yeah, we yeah, outswore you, you guys, way you more? Guys said,
3: we're, we're a clean show. We don't swear. So I, I, I went to it and I, I said, I dropped a bomb like in the middle because I just that's just the way I talk and oh. on my, all of my shows and all of my podcasts. He's laughing. I'm like, oh, he said this is a clean show. He's probably <laughs> he's probably thinking no, I got to go in there,
0: Adam. You and know me. That shit out. You man. know me, Adam. <laughs> I think I give a shit? Um, we're the only. Frank and correct me on this. The only explicit Twilight on review show I can name.
1: Yay! Yes, we are. We 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 have claimed to be the dirtiest. Just fouls.
0: And it's not <laughs> like on purpose. It's I didn't. I didn't know. I when I started the show, it was just me talking to the mic, drunk as hell, like at three in the morning. And then uh, Frank found me, and he finally talked me, told me about Tom Elliot, and then I finally listened to him recently, and I was like, oh, he's super clean. And then I find, like just this month I listened to uh, the Twilight Pwn And I'm like, they're, they're comedic like we are. They point out a lot of the same stuff we do, but they are clean. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I had no idea. I well, just, the reason
3: you had me going is, is I've told you, like, I, I don't frequent iTunes that often, but I know yeah. when I used to have a show on iTunes, I used to swear on my show, but then I would go in and edit them out. Like, I'd put in a bleep or a sound effect or something, and, you know, I i just thought that maybe you had a different set of guidelines or something, you know, when you upload the episodes. So you had me going. And also, it was, no, it was the first first oh. podcast to do with you so fuck you right <laughs> <laughs> our fans know it's
1: we don't TZ, edit right because the, the core audience of the tz might find the language a bit offensive that's yeah, why i, I have the new poster know, i don't, I don't on think that.
3: everything should have to be made for kids in this day and age i mean I, I think things can be made for grown-ups too the grown-ups still have to have their fun not everything has to be mainstream and family friendly you way, know, Disney doesn't own everything.
1: Yeah. And, and the way we look at it, it's like, you know, you got your, you know, you got your old heads who remember watching this shit, like, I don't know, as kids or whatever.
0: is on podcast.
1: So, what?
0: Twilight on yeah, podcast. Tom
1: Elliott, Tom Tom Elliott. Right? Tom Elliott. But but yeah, but then you got our generation that came up watching, you know, just binge watching it on marathons and well, shit. On so home. Well,
3: and there's a reason I'm a fan of Phoenix's comedy because I can tell he watches a lot of the same comedians that I watch because I, I just I get the influences. You know, I, I understand where he's coming from. You know, we we know we grew up when all the, the really good
0: comedians were were still alive. Yeah. So and we had a couple episodes before you joined us last week where we talked about the difference between our show and Tom Elliott. And this is before I listened to Twilight Pwn. This far, I'm almost done with their show. I almost listened to all the episodes because I have nothing else to do with my time. Where they're it's, very clean it about is it.
1: A show to binge. Uh, yeah. Listen.
0: They're respectful yeah. of the show. Tom Elliott is very respectful of the show. And I feel like they probably think we're not respectful. And that's why I had a couple, a breakdown there have about an hour, where I talked about <laughs> how we do respect the show. We're just we're just dirty, and we talked about what the fuck ever, and we don't care, but we're still respectful of the show because we love. Obviously, if I didn't love the Twilight Zone, why the fuck would I be here? But we're just but we it, come it, at it, different it was, angles. So
1: far, keeping the season four that every single re- review was so just negative as shit.
0: Yeah, so the, I put it out, and I the, the poster of the show is now the Twilight LAW Twilight Zone Review... It's probably not for you. Go ahead and check out Tom Elliott or, you know, these guys at on Pwn and send, tell them we sent you. That's what, it, that's what my poster is for the show now. Because I'm so sick of getting, like, you guys are like, uh, uh, and I'm like, yes, we are. I have explicit on every single thing we put out. I cannot be more clear about what the show is. I've never lied. I've never hit it. You're just used to those two guys, yeah, which is great but you know, someone
1: wants to complain on say iTunes or whatever right and leave a review saying how they didn't like how we were, you know, explicit and shit then yeah. i i think that should be a 5 star review
0: yeah cuz we review the show and we go off topic
3: when <laughs> we talk we about it <laughs> well, th- this show reminds me of, you know, everybody has had friends where you've sat around and you start talking about Twilight Zone episodes, and this is exactly how they play out. So that's why these conversations are fun, because it would sound more like this and not like something that was yeah. heavily edited for mass consumption.
0: As much as I love Twilight Zone, they are heavily edited. Twilight Zone review or Twilight Zone podcast, Tom Elliott, is what? great. Heavily edited, we don't and edit. i not edit thing. swears
3: out of my videos, man. I just edit out trying to make myself look less retarded than I really I am. I started
1: to so. do that,
0: then I stopped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I make fun of myself, like, and like, it's I way think it's so edited is just to keep that clean rating because they, because you know, I think they slip an awful lot,
0: they slip, but then they do the beep, and I'm like, ah. I just maybe I
1: don't I, care I, enough I to do just that. Edit, maybe I don't know. Well, Going I wanna,
3: in Editing those out is a pain in the balls. Yeah, it really. And, is. and we want to talk to experience. I used to do a Star Wars podcast, and every once in a while, I would let a, a an f bomb drop, and then uh, either myself or another poor guy would have to go in and scrub that out so that I could get the the you know multiple rating on there and and hopefully get more downloads. Didn't help us any. So
0: no, and, and the, the whole point is the first review I got on iTunes was great. It says. Stand Up meets the Twilight Zone, sobriety not guaranteed, and I put that on my fucking show notes, and I was like, I fucking love that. That is great. That is exactly how it should, uh, you know, show the show. So that's what it's said ever since then, <coughs> and it has explicit, and still I get fucking people like, oh, you guys yeah. just went it negative, and like, ah, uh, yeah,
1: it's just the fucking, you know, it's the, just a
0: show. The...
3: The it's just the way people are nowadays it's just some people are triggered by anything man I don't
0: give a yeah. shit fuck them it,
1: you know most of the time when people like something they don't go out of their way to let people know they like something
0: yeah we have a lot of listeners but we don't hear from them for some fucking reason like I have I see the numbers and I'm like there's so many like Thousands of people that listen to the show, and I. Never the reality is,
3: they're laughing at you. They're just they're they're putting that on there to impress their friends about how you know aggressive they <laughs> yeah. are being towards you. It's you so know, weird. So they can get a pat on the back. Yeah. It's so
0: weird. The it's numbers we get compared the whole to whole the, the whole feedback whole. we get is like a thousand to one. It's just so weird. But I, hey, I, I love hey, it.
1: You either, either way, it's good.
0: Yeah, I have no I have no complaints. It's just I uh, want to hear people from. Hear from people that don't understand what we're doing compared to what other shows are doing, because those other two shows are great. No complaints, right, Frank? Love those yeah. two shows.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've been big way before. Yeah, you and I were doing a show.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got me into those shows way late, and I finally got into it. I'm like, oh right, yeah, they're doing a great thing, but we're not doing that at all. No, we're not even and close, that,
1: and, and that's why I told Thomas that you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, like the biggest the biggest thing that i'm ha- the most happy about is that the show that you know we we've created from starting it from season 2 and on uh, is completely 100% different from you and the Pwn. and that's all i was really concerned about and it didn't start different either just,
0: like from season that? 1 on like me by myself in season 1 hasn't changed when you joined it like as far as yeah. like maintaining the
1: same Kind of doubled in length of just yeah,
0: it's longer, notes. but that's it. It's the same tone, like we we did the exact same thing, and I love it, and I wouldn't change it for the fucking world, so it's interesting to see how this is paid out, which is nothing, <laughs> but I love the fact that it's it's a completely different world from where those two shows come
1: from, I know
0: we're the only one of those top three shows that haven't had. They're out major guests on the show, so <laughs> oh, yeah. we're not going to get Zickory or uh Graham's Jr. on this show, or even like you know, Carol Serling or answer.
1: I should say, Z- Zickory doesn't want to be on this show with me. <laughs>
3: no, <laughs> no, you, you get an Adam Wilcox instead, that's all you can afford. I'll take it. I got, I got a
1: little, I got a couple of bones to pick with you, son.
0: <laughs> I have, I have so many bones to pick with Zickory.
1: Oh my god, <laughs> like. I want to know what you were watching because I didn't see the same thing moving on. So here, here's a clipper. maybe, I don't know. Real quick. Um, nope. I, just like I
2: realize what the sound's like. Do I look insane? No, darling, no. I know I had a mental breakdown. You, you do. I know I had it in an airplane. I know it looks to you as if the same thing's happening again, but it isn't. I'm sure it isn't. Look, the reason I'm telling you this isn't just to worry you. You notice I didn't tell you before. Well, I want you to tell me. I didn't tell you before because I wasn't sure whether it was real or not. But I am sure now it is real. There's a man out there. Or a a gremlin or whatever. (laughs) If I described him to you, you really think I was gone. No, darling, it's all right. It's all right. Julian, I know your intentions are good. I know you love me and sympathize with me, but don't patronize me. I am not insane.
1: I fucking love that part, man. That, yeah. The way he delivers that end part, it's just boom.
3: Shatner. I love it when Shatner goes full Shatner and just goes insane Shatner.
0: I want to live! Shatner. Shatner's a good actor. He just gets a lot of. Uh, he eventually he started getting to the point where people thought he was a, a clown, so he started acting the role. But he was a good fucking actor, like this in a uh, uh, what was the other episode? Uh, Nick of time. Yeah. A good mm-hmm. fucking actor.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: I feel now bad picture for. Picture an alternate
3: reality where uh, the creature out on the wing is a Gorn captain.
0: <laughs> I just feel bad for him. Don't you? Don't you? <laughs> Not really. Not really, no. I do because, like, Spong. no, Spong. he start, he started off like as an actual good actor and he got in this role. And then this is back in the time when you, when, once you, you know were a major role, he, he that did, was it for you. I think he did more episodes of, uh,
3: uh, the outer Limits than he did the Twilight Zone. And some of his Outer Limits episodes were just mind-blowing. Like, really insane. Like, a lot of... There was a lot more sci-fi on, on the Outer Limits than there was Twilight Zone. And I, he, I think he did more episodes of that than
0: he did Twilight Zone. Can I do an impression? So, oh, please do. All right. Uh, here's me, five years old, watching Twilight Zone. Holy shit, this is crazy what's going on. Oh, my God, I can't believe this. Do not adjust your set. We are in control of the... Blah, blah, blah. Turn off, because fuck the Outer Limits. (laughs) Fuck the Outer Limits. That's my impression. I fucking hate that show. It's fucking terrible.
1: That's why I've never seen it before in my life. I always said, don't you tell me what to do. I'll do whatever I can. Do not control you.
0: Do not take control. We control the... uh, 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 Fuck you. Shit. Bye-bye.
3: Yeah, I it's will not say the same caliber, but there there was a couple of them that were pretty good though that I I I, I like you know retro sci fi like a lot. And, yeah, and
0: that this show had a lot going for it. I will say no. this: the Outer Limits, the original sixty three run, original, not the eighties version. Oh God, no, yeah, was, that was terrible. better than the Night Gallery. Oh yeah, yeah, that I have to. The go Night with Gallery that. is something awful, where <laughs> they fed into seventies vampires way too much. And I hate the fucking 70s vampire. Christopher Lee, the actor, did way more damage than he thought. I hate 70s vampires with their fucking blue makeup and the George Romero, Dawn of the Dead zombie makeup. Like, oh, they're blue? I'm like, oh, God. And he
1: used the painting for things. Like somebody
3: watched Dark Shadows for a couple episodes and got a big old Dark Shadows boner and just like
0: it bled into everything that everybody did for a while. I would rather watch four and a half hours of Frank's VHS gay porn than, <laughs> than watch an episode of uh, uh, Dark Shadows. Pubes be damned, huh? Pubes be damned. Four inches of pubes. I'd rather watch that than Dark Shadows. Fuck Dark Shadows. Somebody soundbite that and send it to me. Go I'll right ahead. For a big tone. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate dark Oranges shadows. of pubes. <laughs> Acres of pubage. I just can't stand it. You can start a fucking brush fire in some of their pants. It's fucking terrible. I hate it. The polyester and the pubes are catching fire equal value. Okay, so it just, I hate it. Next clip. Next yes. clip. Yeah. <laughs> Don't censor me.
2: <laughs> now wait a minute. I saw him pull a plate up.
0: You're still playing like it matters. Nice so, played up? Mr. Wilson, please. All right, you saw him. But to other people
2: aboard, we mustn't alarm them. You mean you've seen him, too? Of course we have. You don't always we get right what You can understand
0: that. Of course. <laughs> Oh, my God, guys, look. Uh, the you see the curtains. Remember. You can stop now.
1: Uh, sir. Oh, my Get God,
2: it's
0: so awesome. Mr. Wilson, I said you can stop.
1: He, you can is, see the curtains curtain? in the window. That is awesome.
0: I never realized that because I never looked at the side. It's always face on. This Holy has been shit. on my shelf for like a fucking decade now. <laughs> so <laughs> seeing it from this angle is crazy. That's the gift
3: That's, that keeps on giving, I guess.
0: Really, yeah, that is
3: really cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: by the way, fans, if you're listening, I have the bobblehead of the Gremlin on the wing. It's a. It weighs 15 pounds easily.
3: It's and not some bullshit vinyl pop either. This is this the real thing deal. Is, it's yeah. a
0: ceramic. It's this ramming. thing is impressive. It's yeah, fucking it's heavy. Face looks like Mick Jagger. It was like 50 bucks when I bought it. I can't imagine how much cool. it's worth now.
1: But. Yeah, they made an Invaders guy. They made the uh, Nick of Time. Um, Tuck and Tina. Yeah. Did they make Tuck and Tina?
0: They made Tuck and Tina. They made uh, Martian from Real Martian please Stand Up. But they made dolls out of those.
1: No, they, I'm saying they also did the Invaders and they did um, the Nick of Time. Um, oh, the, the, the Devil? Oh, did they that really?
0: So we got two... Shatner episodes that have uh, 15-pound ceramic bobbleheads.
1: Yes, we do. And you have one and I have the other. Yeah, Yeah, that's funny. Uh, (laughs) Shatner
0: is still marketable even in Twilight (laughs) Zone.
1: Shatner's the man, dude.
0: I love Shatner. I really do. Even beyond Star Trek, I I think he's great in these two episodes. He only did two, but they stand the fuck out. Don't he, they? It, it, it's
3: it's he one was, thing to he, say he, that you're in one of the most well-received Twilight Zones ever made. Like, you're, you're you're a fan favorite. You're the one that's been, yeah, it's been done, we said, what, three times now. So,
0: it, well, yeah. He's so. in two of them. He's in two of the most received episodes. Yeah. Nick of He's, Time.
1: Yeah, Nick of Time is definitely like, I mean, somebody, yeah. This is I,
0: better I, than Nick of Time, but Nick of Time's pretty fucking good.
1: I think the story had more to it.
0: I'd like the character development more in Nick of Time, but this is more of an isolated story, and I like the fact that it ends with a man in this fucking stretcher getting pulled off, and then you see the wing being actually being torn apart. Yeah, yeah. That's the stinger and, right there, and they're subtle
3: about it, too, not so, like, on the nose like the, the 80s, 80s version three. was. See, oh, my God, and, yeah. And,
1: and the crazy thing is how Rod expresses in the outro about that whole wreckage on the wing thing yeah
0: i it's love i love to hear it
1: again insane is this where he, he says, says
0: that weird. word really weird
1: uh he says like five of them in a row <laughs> I'm like, wow that literally just said you know the rest will know soon or
2: like that. all right it's all right now darling <clears throat> I know, but I'm the only one who does know, right now. The flight of Mr. Robert Wilson has ended now. A flight not only from point A to point B, but also from the fear of recurring mental breakdown. Mr. Wilson has that fear no longer, though for the moment he is, as he has said, alone in this assurance. Happily, his conviction will not remain isolated too much longer. For happily, tangible manifestation is very often left as evidence of trespass, even from so intangible a quarter as the Twilight Zone.
0: L.I.W. The Twilight Zone Review does not believe in trespass. Trispit. Trispis.
3: <laughs> ribbit. Yeah. It's he's, like the older he this got, ribbit, we're his, not teeth, his teeth just like fused together and then he just couldn't move them anymore. And it's like he's constantly talking through his teeth. There is a teeth.
0: whole nother Twilight Zone episode happening with his mouth. I don't know what's going on.
1: It's, it's just, it was just the things that he was saying. Like, I'm just listening. Like, wow, that was a reach.
3: That's, that's yeah. the episode that we never saw was where he like, you know, stares into the abyss and his teeth like fuse shut. <laughs> and then he was never able to move his jaw ever again. So he just constantly tucked through his teeth. And if he would have sang, he'd have sang like Peter Cetera.
0: My left, I will the man, my left he incisor will is attacking my right incisor. Oh God, they're having a war. This is a trespass, I will not forget. Trespass. Yeah, there's something going on there. 25 or 6 to go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, so IMDB grades all around? That's what I know the cars (laughs) reference. So,
0: I gave it a nine. How's that sound? Nine is what I was going to give it as well. It's fucking well done, man. Mm
1: -hmm. The 10. I'm sorry. I'm giving it a big. Great. And a room, the high reason the I'm not
3: giving it a 10 is because we had a good laugh about that whole gun sequence, but maybe that's just because things haven't aged well over time and we're just well, nitpickers. I don't know.
1: I, I don't think it's that big of a deal because the whole entire uh, episode is supposed to be from him. Um, Adam's point of view,
0: let's start hey. with you. Justify your nine, justify my
3: nine. I, I would say nine just because of the fact that. There's, there's some, some plot conveniences there. You know, like I said, the whole thing with the gun, you know, it was a little weird and then you're going to open a plane and then what did you think you were going to do? You know I mean? Um, you know, it's just, just, some things that just seem a little strange. I, I get to a point in the episode where I stop feeling for him and then, and start thinking, what are you nuts? You know, even though that's the whole point is you are nuts, you know, it, it's, I, I, you're with him for about half of the episode. And then the last half I'm like, well, you just done, lost your mind, you know, so all these things that are happening to you, you probably wa- you deserve to be wind-up stretcher because you're endangering everybody on the plane by opening the window to shoot something that clearly hasn't sunk the plane yet. So yeah. it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. But that, other than that, it is one of my favorite episodes. It, uh, the 9 out of 10, I think, is, is – uh, that's why I'm giving it that. All right. Frank?
0: 9.
1: I'm, I'm just saying I'm giving it the 10 because oh, ten. of, sorry. A, 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 the notoriety, and B, you know, uh, just the all-around, just everything of it was great. I mean, I, I wish the, the Gremlin wasn't so adorable, but, you know, it's... It,
0: Ooh, I just it, remembered it, something. It, sorry to cut you off real no, no, quick. No, no. Another top five episode is Eye of the Beholder. Did we mention that? I think we, yeah. we, we want to mention that. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I think we yeah. mentioned it. My bad. That's, that's my it. favorite. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, but I mean, like you. i don't I don't really have much more behind <laughs> it than it's just the most iconic TZ episode ever made, hands down it's not oh no, absolutely, yeah, it's not no no, no, just the most well known it's the best of, of the well known episodes yeah, that people who don't watch this show yes, need. okay,
0: yeah, it's better than either the holder, it's better yeah, than I wouldn't
1: put it as my number one you know personal but no. I'm just saying. Yeah. When expect, you have those top five it, it,
0: episodes, and this is definitely one of them, it is
1: definitely the best of the five. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. There's four more I can name that or better than this. Definitely. No, it, and
0: that's why I gave it a nine. Um, it being my turn to talk, right? Are you done? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll okay. Get,
0: the reason we'll I gave it a nine is because I give a 10 to those episodes I personally love, which are like uh, uh, sh- Shadow Play, uh, Obsolete Man. I know you don't love it as much, but Nightmare as a Child, I fucking love. Uh, Shadow, or sorry, The Silence, I love. I fucking love that episode. Those are the ones I give a 10, to. This one I give a 9 because it doesn't really do much for me personally, but as far as, like, admiration of the director, who I love, Richard Donner, he did six episodes, and just, like, the Goonies, and, you know, we talked about Lethal Weapon movies, Scrooge. Uh, Lady Hawk. Oh, my God. Lady Hawk. And then uh, what else did he do? I have a list right here. Uh, Conspiracy Theory I love. And then he one of my favorite movies, which is stupid. But uh, Maverick, the the movie version of the TV show, is fucking great. I love that. Go watch Maverick from 94 if you haven't seen it. That's a, that's a deep cut. It's a deep cut, but it has uh, – because because he did Can all four of weapons. The Gibson? What? Yeah, Mel Gibson. He has Mel Gibson in the movie, and then Danny Glover shows up, and he's like, "Don't I know you?" And it's a cut back to Lethal Weapon. It's fucking great. I love, I love Maverick, but
1: I that.
0: Richard Donner's a great director. So I, I yep. love this episode for way for too many reasons. This is one I remember from childhood. I, I never was scared by it that's the other thing that that's and I, all the same reasons you mentioned
3: was why i didn't give it a 10 cuz like there's there's other ones that that are a little bit more impactful to me like for me i the beholder for sure cuz you're you're dealing with you know body horror totalitarianism and and you know eh. the fact that half eh. the movie shot in the dark you know it is it's, it's just it's it impacted me as a kid it scared the shit out of me when i was a kid
2: eh.
0: So. Eh. as far as the top 5 goes I write this above, and then I go, it's a good life below that. And then I go, maybe it's like, you know, Eye of the Beholder, maybe below that. But I think even, no, it's got a, Eye of the Beholder, and then uh, um, it's a cookbook. Oh, I can't think of it. It's a Serve Man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Below that, because th- that episode is great, but uh, there's some flaws it in
1: that.
0: There are some flaws in that episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a one actor yeah
0: that's that's a the woman does all the work but gets none of the credit yeah. <laughs> I like think one of those episodes yeah. she solves everything and he gets eaten <laughs> like fuck you guy bye bye he just
1: said some <laughs> off the wall weirdness and she's just like I got this just keep on being you exactly yeah, <laughs> fuck well
0: <laughs> that's why I gave it a 9 out of 10 I did that's a great episode I really do I, I can't say don't love it I would say Love it, and I would say this. Watch the movie version, just this version, not the whole movie, and then watch the 2019 version because it is it takes the idea, it takes the core of this episode and then expands upon it in a different way that makes it really worth watching. Mm. And if Adam Scott fucking crushes it, it is a great episode because of Adam Scott. I cannot give him enough praise. And
3: I like John Lithgow's version. To his yeah. take on
0: it's great too. Uh, he, it gets he does better something and different better. with
3: it, and yeah, he's
0: he elevates it. You know? Name something that got better upon being recreated, and then name something which is you can name what <laughs> nothing, and then name something again Matrix. that got better as they re recreated it.
3: Yeah, uh, did you just drop a Matrix cut? Did he I did I that correctly. I'm ignoring it. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you know they're remaking that again. No, they're making a fourth one. It's not a remake. They're going to do another Matrix movie. It now, is- now, if, if that you realize you do realize if if that movie goes woke, that it's parodying itself.
1: <laughs> it's probably just, just
3: think about that tonight when you try when you can't sleep. Just the if the Matrix goes woke, it will have crossed its own grave.
1: It won't like my comment. <laughs> Well, it won't be because of my sarcastic comment that I did not mean in the slightest. <laughs> That's for sure.
0: You know what's crazy, guys?
1: So, uh, I, I guess uh, real quick, next week. Real quick, right? Frank.
0: Real quick. Yeah, guys. It's I do want to go back to Richard Donner because he deserves it. Um, this is his first episode of The Twilight Zone.
1: He wow. Directed,
0: crazy. This is episode wow. 503. He, directs, first. he directs five more episodes, all of them in the fifth season, obviously. But just think about how, how many he did when he did 503 and doesn't do another one until 520. He does 503, 520, 527, 529, 533, and 534. He does now, so many episodes. Now, when last they used episodes. to shoot these things, did they shoot them all in a row and then just air them like whenever? Is that how that worked? No. Okay. They didn't do them in order. That's why, if you look at uh, Mark Scott Zuckery's book, they're out of order. He did a production run. They did them out of order, but they didn't. Okay. They're close, but not quite. But. is yes. um,
1: so if you see like a few episodes in in a season where they're like out in Death Valley, chances are they shot off of those.
0: Yeah, uh, season
3: three. So we're what Phoenix at you. is saying is that you 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 filmed an episode, you filmed this one, which is is a heralded classic. Everybody always remembers this one. Two days, then walked away, <laughs> yeah, and then came back and shot another. Okay, yeah, especially like, like Richard a significant Donner.
0: amount of time lapsed in between episodes. Gotcha. I mean, that is impressive. Just his career. I, I really do love Richard Donner. He's one of my favorite directors. Like he did this and then like 15 years later, not even he did The Omen and then he did Superman, Superman Oh, he did Superman 2? Oh, wow. The, yeah, yeah. I didn't he, realize he did. He, Omen. he did, he did okay. everything. Like every kind of genre. I love those directors that do every genre. Him, uh, William Friedkin, Jonathan Frankenheimer, they did any genre. Stanley Kubrick, they did whatever genre they had their coming their way. And they fucking Don't you miss it, directors like that, man? It doesn't oh ex- Tarantino I wish Tarantino would do that. I want Tarantino to do a horror movie.
3: I wish How he about, would do uh, something. doing action movies? He did, he did uh, yeah, except, Die Hard and
0: The Predator. Or yeah, Predator, until he me. went to fucking prison for wiretapping. Right, but
3: just, this, that's what <laughs> sucks, because it's like he, he was so good at what he did, and then, oh, you had to? Really, make Nick man? Tiernan's God.
0: probably a better director than Donner, but he did that's such a little star. window. Sorry, Frank, we're getting nerdy. Okay. He did such a little window that... He didn't really have a chance to hmm. no. But those those couple he did, wow. Like, but he also did shit. His last movie I think was basic, right? Like I don't remember. With Sam Jackson and uh uh what the fuck is his name? Uh, not Nick Cage. (laughs) What the fuck I can't think of his name. Oh god. John Travolta.
3: Oh God! It
0: was okay. like pan, like left and right. Uh, let me look at him up. I, I don't so know. Clearly, at he to be... lost
3: his mojo. But just that that whole group at time. I was I was talking about this with my parents. Like like you know, when I grew up, like a kid, I just thought everything was always going to infinitely get better. I didn't realize that I was growing up in the
0: golden age of movies. We were TV, well. no, we didn't grow know? up in the golden age of movies and TV. We grew up in the golden age of directors. That's, yes, that's the difference. Like you would
3: you would go see a movie because a certain director. Was I still do.
0: To it. That's why I want to see Sam Mendes' is 1917. That's a good one. I saw that one, and, and it is worth your time. 100%. I want to go see it. I still haven't yet, though. But let me say, John McTiernan, uh, 87, Predator. Great movie. Frank, listen up. 88, mm-hmm. Die Hard. 1990, two years later, Hunt for Red October. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, Medicine Man, Last Action Hero, which I saw in the theater with my sister when she's getting fingered behind me. Wow. 95, Weird. Die Awkward. Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> Uh, and then he fell apart after that and went to prison. So, <laughs> <laughs> last action hero—that's a guilty pleasure. I, I, I like that one. I love I do. that movie. Fans, do. go to go look up John McTiernan in the in the early two thousands and look up what happened. It's an yeah. interesting story. He, he was spying, wiretapping on his. Oh, something weird. He did. He, he did some dirty shit. Yeah, yeah. he did some dirty shit with the prison for a while. Yep. <laughs> Go yeah, check he, it out. He, uh, <laughs> he sent himself. He ended his own career. He ended by his, his own, own career. Yeah. He was wiretapping on his own producer, if I remember correctly, and they were they're like thinking they were conspiring against him, but it was like third hand, wasn't it? Like he wasn't it, doing it for him. All, all all of it points
3: to cocaine was a hell of a drug. Oh, it's a hell of a drug. That's what it was. Man. It was cocaine, well, what a great was career
0: ruined by himself. Oh my mm-hmm. god. Mm-hmm. But
3: yeah, I would like to see Tarantino do a horror movie. That's yeah. that's really freaking interesting that you mentioned that. He, he talked about a rated R- Star He's done Trek. two westerns, uh, sort of like well, one western for sure. Well, no, two westerns. Two westerns. Hateful Eight and uh, Django and Chain. And technically, kind of, sort of, once upon a time in Hollywood. I haven't seen that loads. yet. All right, yeah, that, that's not really a big spoiler there. But uh, if you've seen the trailers, you know what's going on. But, uh, yeah, he, I don't think he's done horror yet. He hasn't done horror yet, he has done science fiction.
1: All right, go for it, go. <laughs> yep, uh, next week, guys. And then, uh, next time on the Twilight Zone. You know, you, you guys, guys the keep on, time and you know, talking. Over talking, and talking you know, you the guys, Stop the clip. We can't sorry, hear the clip. Stop, Stop the clip.
0: deviation from the norm. Pause it.
1: Restart it. Say
0: what you want to do. Do the clips. We probe into the
2: element of time and present a very oddball opus entitled A Kind of a Stopwatch. We tell the story of a man, a stopwatch, and an incredible deviation from the norm. Said norm being the usual 24-hour day, said deviation involving what happens when a stopwatch is pushed and everything stops, not just time. To titillate and intrigue, A Kind of a Stopwatch. Next, on Twilight Zone.
0: Alright, so we'll listen to a kind of a stopwatch, which is fucking a stupid name.
1: <laughs> a <laughs> Not kind a kind a of little.
0: stopwatch. It's a kind of a stopwatch. That drives me fucking insane. What about you guys? You
1: no, know, it stops time and everything else.
0: Yeah, it's but like a kind of a stopwatch <laughs> is just unnecessary.
1: The title has ought to be desired.
0: <sighs> Frank, you do your plugs before you run off?
1: Hey. Uh Double L on Twitter. Find everything through there. And go to reddragonsradio.com and loiteringwonderland.com, of course. And uh, Adam, always a pleasure, brother. Just got to kind of, you know, rush. And he kinda, has to
0: go shit his brains out, yep. is what's happening. He, <laughs> as he grabs a <laughs> second <laughs> Mountain Dew. It was
1: a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun doing Nightmare on 20,000 TV, finally. Was, you know, hell yeah. Rock on.
0: All right, Frank's gone. <laughs> Get him out. <laughs> Frank's gone. <laughs> He, has, he As he grabs his Mountain Dew and cigarette and runs to the bathroom, uh, Adam and I are, are alone. <laughs> now that he's gone, let's talk directors, if you don't mind. Oh, I'd love to. Okay. So uh, I bring up, as Frank mentioned in the last episode of this show, episode 158 for Steel, I bring up John Frankenheimer every single episode of the show. If I could... Uh, I'd love to do an episode of this podcast with two episodes. Uh, one would be, well, he did two movies in the 60s. He's he's a, a, my favorite director, I should mention.
3: I'm not familiar. I, the name sounds familiar, but I, 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 you have to point me to something that I would probably know him as okay. the director of.
0: Let me point you in a couple directions. First of all, let me say the Twilight Zone reference. I started the Twilight Zone, reference be, or Twilight Zone podcast because uh, I grew up with I didn't grow up, but I should say high school on. I, I was obsessed with John Frankenheimer. I have a stack of... Can you see him right here? Yeah. A stack of uh, DVD Blu-rays or John Frankenheimer movies. I'm going through them again for like the 15th fucking time. Um, because the way he shot movies... He, he was a director in like the f- early 50s on until 2002 when he died. He directed TV... He directed from from the '60s, early late '50s on. He directed movies, but he directed two movies I want to do in the show. Uh, first one in 1966, Seconds, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I had Frank watch it on my birthday with him, and he loved it. Uh, second movie earlier than that movie is '64, The Manchurian Candidate. I'm sure you heard of that one.
3: Oh yeah, the Manchurian that Candidate one. No. is
0: fucking great. I love the way those movies are shot. And that's mostly why I like his movies, is the way he shot movies is fucking gorgeous. And he just pays attention to so much detail. You went to film school, I didn't. I just yeah.
3: know that, that I've seen a lot of movies, and I'm obsessed with talking about them and watching them like constantly. Um, everybody has somebody that they kind of latch onto. Yeah. For, for me, it's Carpenter. Even though I, I'll acknowledge I, that a lot of his stuff is garbage, <laughs> a lot of the ones that really land, like really land for me personally. You know what I mean? It's just, I love it's Carpenter. A, it's something about his set well i obviously his score, because I'm a music guy too. Yeah. Like I do music, but um but it, it like like I was mentioning earlier, he can find ways to make something really mundane and boring seem terrifying. And
0: I like that. Yeah. Like not everybody can pull that off. Carpenter's great. Carpenter's someone I discovered earlier in my life, like same five yeah. or six, I really discovered Carpenter. Like I was really young in the movies. I grew up in the I grew up in a village of six hundred people. So there's fucking nothing to do but watch movies. So that's all I did. But I, I got an, you know involved in Carpenter really early, and then it was like after that, it was like the I started looking around like other directors and and the movies they did. Carpenter's fucking great though. I, I have no fault with you with Carpenter. He's great. I, obviously, I can see. I can. See, I can kind of track your influences based on what you're leading to, like uh, Alien and uh, Terminator that's clearly that, trackable that by era, Carpenter. It's, it's,
3: that, it's that 1980s sci-fi horror yeah. amalgamation. I can yeah, see that. I, I can't. That tracks. I'm obsessed with that era because I don't think anything's ever quite got back to that. You know what I mean? Like no. that that's you don't see that you don't see any traces of, of those influences in any movies anymore. Um, Even the fucking Terminator movie that just came out, uh, the Dark Fate, you know, shot by the Deadpool director, no. there's no elements of james cameron anywhere in that
0: movie to be seen do you want to know the last movie i saw with terminator in it uh, i want to say three maybe i saw the one after that trash, salvation trash they're I all i i saw salvation i didn't care for it so i stopped
3: All it's like all the sequels are trash they're good movies and they're directed by the same guy that happened to to do really good versions of that terminator
0: you know? one terminator two after that yep. don't need any more I don't. Need I disconnect anything myself else. from it. But
3: yeah, like like Alien that er, that early dark, just the the way the sets were lit and everything. But yeah, even even Carpenter man, like like when I was like four years old, I think I was like four years old. I was like in first grade. And my mom let me watch the horror movies when I was little because she liked the horror movies, and if she was getting scared, she'd come find me and say, "All right, come watch this movie yeah. with me. I'm getting freaking out," you know. So I watch Halloween. I think it's the greatest thing I ever saw in my entire Halloween's life. Halloween scare me. Great. I'm um, acting the, the movie out in front of my teacher in the first grade, and she thinks I'm nuts. All right. And she tells me when you grow up, you're either going to be an actor or a politician.
0: Yeah. Let's look over John Carpenter's <laughs> movies that are great. I mean, personally, I don't really care for Assault on Precinct 13. It's no, but, the best part of
3: Assault on Precinct 13 is that song.
0: That song the, is the first 20 minutes are good. After that, it gets really fucking weak. You like, just
3: buy the soundtrack to it and listen yeah. to the theme for Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Same thing for Dark
0: Star, his first movie. That
3: that that's there's a movie that the soundtrack doesn't deserve
0: the movie no. that it belongs
3: to. Because yeah, I agree with you. The movie's kind of bullshit. And it's then Halloween,
0: uh, Halloween's fucking great. Uh, it's been done a thousand times, but his first movie will never be topped. I mean, Rob, Zombie, everybody, everybody's Rob trying Zombie can to go copy fuck that. himself. Nobody ever seems to quite get that right. I don't like know? Rob Zombie's version. I think it's fucking stupid. Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. The new version is okay at the best. It was at least trying to be like a yeah. cover movie, but yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. Not. I don't like the fact that they cut out Halloween 2, though. I don't know. But what I also
3: that... like the fact that Carpenter was the only one that had the balls to not only understand how Lovecraft horror works, but actually make a trilogy of movies based on Lovecraft type horror without actually copying the stories that he wrote. You know what I mean? So he yeah. did Prince of Darkness, he did The Thing, and he did Mouth of Madness. And those movies are all great in their own their own.
0: Uh... Mouth of Madness is good for the first hour. After that, I. It gets a bit too much for me. <laughs> is it the acting or just the story? It's a story. the story.
1: I like, okay,
0: I like the story of the first like hour because yeah. that's the Sam Neill one, right? Where he's like, a, yeah. he's like a, he's basically Stephen King. They won't say it, but he right. is. He, he's
3: he's the writer and he realized that he's,
0: he's actually. He's writing the, the world he's in. It's interesting. And then the last half an hour, I kind of just drift away every single time I watch it. And I'm like, I really want to get into it. In some of these movies that he made, like I didn't like them when I was younger, but then as I got older,
3: I I start to appreciate them more because of the the way that he shot them or the way that he directed them. And like like Prince of Darkness, is a really fucked up movie, but that's one yeah. of those ones where it creeps you out enough to where it stays with you. And that's what I'm always saying. Like I'm not like a huge horror fan, but the horror movies that I like are the ones that scare me enough to where I'm thinking about them long after I've left the theater. You know, that? and that that one. Gives me the willies. Pretty big.
0: Who's in Prince of Darkness? I'm trying to remember. Prince
3: of Darkness. Oh god, I can't even remember the the actors' names. It, it, uh, Donald Pleasance is in there for sure. Yeah, um, I
0: assume as much.
3: But remember, well, he wasn't in everything. That, that, that like that. There was that, but I have to I had to pull it up because I don't. It's not really so much about the actors. Alice Cooper's in it. I can tell you that much. He's got like just <laughs> a little bit part in it, but um
0: but real quick, while you're looking that up, uh, yeah. eighty was the fog. It's okay. Oh, God. Yeah. It's good. Escape from New York. I fucking love. I fucking good. love Escape from New York. <laughs> I was
3: going to say, you got Halloween love 2. From New York. Yeah.
0: Halloween 2, I watched and I was like, oh, I love the way it's He did movie... that one, no. No, but I love the way love... he wrote it, but I love the way it's shot. He wrote it. Yeah. And he I wrote found I think out he did score, all of the shots does, I love. It does
3: at least look like a Carpenter movie. Yeah. But
0: what I found interesting about this, this movie is he didn't direct it, but I love the way that some scenes are shot when Michael Myers arrives at the hospital and it fouls around the people in the, in the lot, I found out he actually shot those, John Carpenter himself. And I go, there you fucking go. Like, I, the movie isn't great, but it's fucking beautiful to look at. I love that movie. And then 82, he did The Thing, which is fucking flawless. That was um, when everybody asked me, what's
3: the scariest movie that you ever saw? I always say that one. Because I I watched that one, I was probably about 13 when I finally saw that. Watched it in the basement in the middle of summertime, in the middle of the afternoon. uh, Couldn't sleep for weeks. Like, that movie really fucked me up
0: when it it came out. It's funny that both our directors, our favorite directors, are named John.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All the good directors named John. So, uh, Prince of Darkness has Donald Pleasance, Lisa Blount, Victor Wong, uh, Dennis Dunn, and Jameson Parker.
0: Who's the main character?
3: That's the thing. There's not really a main character in the show. Why can't I it's remember not. that movie?
0: That is it's, bizarre. It's, it's I've bizarre. Seen it. It, I've it, kinda, seen it.
3: Yeah, it, it wasn't out in the theaters very long. It wasn't very well received. Which, as you know, for most John Carpenter movies, they usually don't do very good in the movie theaters. But then they have a following later. Now, yeah. my least favorite is the ones that he's done. Is probably the Ward. I thought the Ward was kind of bullshit. The Ward. Like, is I didn't terrible. care that one at all. It
0: was really a forgettable. Movie. movie. It's his last movie.
3: Yeah, he was really sleepwalking through that one, but I don't know if, if you're you're into J- John Frankenheimer. You watch those movies? Do they have director commentary on? You yeah. watch the commentary?
0: Yeah, some of them do. I haven't watched it because part of it is because John Carpenter is still alive, but right. John Frankenheimer died. So I kind of don't want to listen to him, you know. Carpenter is a trip
3: to listen to because he just gives no fucks about anybody or anything. He just says whatever's on his mind, and the thing that else is cool about him is. Actors that have worked with him absolutely love him because he's really nice to his crew, his cast. He's real good friends with Kurt Russell. So whenever you watch a movie where you got Kurt Russell and and John Carpenter commentary, you're going to have a good time because those guys really cut up like a lot. They're funny.
0: What I love about him and and, uh, Russell are each one of uh, Kurt Russell's movies he did with them is a very different role. Yes. So you have, uh, sorry, I'm blanking. Uh, escape from New York, Escape from L.A. He's doing a Clint Wood thing. Um, Trouble in Little China. What's that movie? Uh <laughs> blanking. Sorry, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. He's doing like a John John Wayne thing. Yeah, he's doing he's doing um, John
3: Wayne in Chinatown. That well, was the
0: whole idea for that one. He did The Thing, which is great. He subdued. i I really love The Thing. I think it's his best movie. But I love Escape from New York, but I still think The Thing is better. I do. Um, Starman, I haven't seen in a while since I was a kid. That one's okay. There's it's Jeff, not one of my favorites, but it's, Bridges, still, right? it's
3: still shot away. It's, it's, it's a fun
0: movie to look at. That's it, Jeff Bridges, that, my right? problem with
3: that is the script, I think. It's kind of... You I haven't know, seen it but... in so
0: long. That's one, speaking of Laserdiscs, I had a Laserdisc. I haven't seen it in that long. <laughs> but... Um they live they live is one movie I haven't seen. Isn't that embarrassing? Oh my god. Right. You are in for a treat for that. I one. know. It's one of those like if I had the name top 5 movies I haven't seen that I want to watch, that's in my top 5.
1: And if you I, can rent
0: a copy of The
3: Shout Factory Blu-ray with all the extras on there, the extras are fun to watch because when you watch that movie, all of the aliens Aliens, they look kind of like zombies, but they're actually Republicans, okay? Because, yeah, John Carpenter was really anti uh, Reagan and all that kind of stuff. So he put politics in his movie, but still made his movie fun to watch. Like Rod Serling,
0: like hey, beating you on, over the head. Hold on, it. it was just, it was cause, pause, clever, pause. Yeah. pay attention, Jordan Peele. Um, right? Subtle, subtle. Anyway, continue. Also,
3: Chris Chibnall, subtle, subtlety. Yeah. Subtle, Chris Chibnall, Robert Kurtzman. Kill yourself. Anyway, Alex Jordan Peel, been fling yourself into the sun, sorry, please. Alex. Kill yourself. It, and then, uh, you may as well be
0: Robert, yeah. No, I, I, that's my fault. I blanked three names together. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I would jerk. say, um, yeah, uh, what I say, I, I played it. No, oh, I didn't play the clip. I, I listened to the Blu-ray of uh, old Twilight Zone, and one of the old writers is like, Rod Serling would mix social commentary with... Uh, Social, uh, sorry, with political, and you throw the political in there, and I'm thinking back on the 2019 version, the Jordan Peele version. I love Jordan Peele, but his version is political, with a little bit of social commentary mixed in. I'm like, it's the exact opposite. That's not the way it's supposed to be. So if you watch the 2019 yeah. version, uh, Adam, go ahead and just. Like we said, watch the first episode, the second episode, and then the last two episodes. Skip the rest. I
3: I have no problems with politics and science fiction as long as it works with the story. As long as
0: you're not replacing story with the politics. But the middle six don't. They don't mix at all. It's just like, you should feel bad for hating right. mexicans
3: that's, that's the shit that makes me tired right there it, I, just, call it, I call that, it whenever you do that instantly my brain goes in shutdown mode and i'm just like i'm, I'm out i don't want to hear this i just don't i don't care i don't need a tv show to tell me how to live my life i don't it, it fuck you hollywood seriously of you of all people fuck you right you it, know
0: exactly it's um i'm removing frank from the call because he's in the bathroom <laughs> but,
3: but but uh good <laughs> And tell you about They Live, when you find out that every alien in the movie is played by the same person and it's just like this little Asian guy that was a special effects uh, <laughs> yeah. guy, that that's the kind of stuff that he pulls off. Like the, the, the commentary he always tells you all the little tricks he did and it seems kind of underwhelming. But like, you know, Escape from New York, it's like you see this – you see the Statue of Liberty in the background and then they're in this little complex, you know. Those were shot in completely different places, yeah. but he would made them, like, it's, you know. And I you love would know that, that stuff. You know that stuff, but I don't, you know. Yeah. So it's like, but he's not afraid to reveal his tricks. Like, he'll tell you, oh, yeah, well, this was, this was shot on a back lot over here in, you know.
0: Yeah. California
3: at, like, four in the morning. And know? that stuff so. I
0: can spot, like, right away. So that's why it's weird that the only, I want to say the only John Carpenter movie I haven't seen is They Live. That one you're in the for The only good time. one, that, and I want to watch it so bad, but I just haven't. I don't know why
3: that's one of the better ones because uh, it, it, it's it's Roddy Piper. And, and yeah, you know, Keith David's in there, and I fucking love Keith, David and everything like Keith he's just David one of my favorite. or David Keith. Is it David Keith?
0: There's, oh, no, there's Keith, Keith David. David and there's David Keith. One of them's white, one of them's black. They're oh, so okay. different. Oh, Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I'm
3: pretty sure it's Keith David. <laughs> no. freaking, freaking me out, man. I'm having one of those mo- I'm having one of those Twilight Zone moments. Like, have I have been calling him uh, the wrong name all this time? No.
0: no, I love the fact that there's two actors that look completely different, but they're the, like, reverse names. I love it. I love that shit.
3: Because <laughs> I'm always like, wait, what? And neither, neither, it's probably neither one of their real names. It's no. It's just their stage uh, names. You know? But...
0: So. So, you love John Carpenter. Uh, I love John Frankenheimer. Uh, that's what we started talking about. So, I would say I really want to do a review of Seconds and Manchurian Candidate because they're both fucking great sci fi movies. Uh, oh, Manchurian Candidate's not sci fi, it's more political. Political thriller. Yeah. yeah. I've
3: seen Manchurian Candidate. I have not seen Seconds. No, Seconds, that, that's, that's got Nick Cage in it, doesn't
0: it? No, no. It's from 66.
3: No, oh, okay. it's Rock Hudson. Yeah, this is
0: obviously, into something I haven't seen. Then no, no, played. no. Way before he was, he was around. But okay. um, actually, it was the year he was born. Nick Cage, oddly enough, I think he was born sixty six, maybe sixty four. I could be wrong. But um, the the reason I bring it up is because Twilight Zone related is because Rod Serling wrote a script called Seven Days of May that Rod Serling uh, wrote and John Frankenheimer directed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he has that movie that uh, we're going to do as soon as we're done with Twilight Zone here, which we're almost done because we're in season five. It's the last season, guys. So soon we're going to do the movies, you know, uh, Planet of the Apes, and then Seven Days of May, Patterns, all the movies Rod Serling wrote. So we're going to get around to those. But Seven Days of May, it's a really good movie from 64. And I definitely want to talk about it. So I'd love to have anybody on, especially for an hour and a half movie. Uh, well, I think it's an hour and a half. Let's see how long it is. A two-hour movie. So, Adam, if you if you would watch that movie before we do it, I mean, we have a whole season to go through first. So I got some times. what you're saying. You have a lot yeah, of time.
3: I, I'm getting to the point where it's like I'm... I'm watching TV or movies and TV as work for my show, too. So yeah. it's like we agree on these movies and then we agree to watch them and then review them. And then I have to duck out and go to the theater and check out whatever came out this week, too, and then do a review on that. That's so, why I
0: don't know new movies because fuck them.
3: I, I, I'm keeping <laughs> up with it pretty good. I enjoy what I do, but I, I'm telling you, man, I, I saw seven, seven movies so far this year in, in January, and four of them were
0: turkeys. So you know, <laughs> I saw some of the movies you reviewed. I go, wow, he saw that, really? Yeah, I'm like no, yeah, thank I, you. I went
3: and saw Black Christmas. Yeah, I,
0: I voluntarily went in and watched that. And
3: oh boy, I see that.
0: something like that, but I'm not gonna see like Bad Boys Three. No, no. Doctor Doolittle.
3: I don't know. It, it, it looked all right. D- Doolittle, <laughs> I wasn't looking forward to. I'm not looking forward to the one I'm seeing this weekend either. I'm seeing Grant, uh, Gretel and Hansel, and, uh, and it just that does not look good. You at know all. what though?
0: The the trailer they're showing that minimal trailer looks kind of cool. There's a part of that movie where I'm like, oh. There's a part of that, but then there's also a part of me that
3: says it's a PG-13 horror movie in January, and exactly. I've already seen enough of those to know that they're never
0: good. So, and we both watch <laughs> a know? lot of. Uh, Red Letter Media, so we know it's fuck you. It's January, so
3: <laughs> fuck you. It's January, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, so
0: it's it's hard not to
3: just say no. That, thank
0: yeah. you. It's just it doesn't. Look I'm waiting
3: for them to do one too, because there's there's so many turkeys that have come out this month. It's like really, guys, you're not you're just gonna just gloss over this and not do this. Well, it's still right.
0: January, so they can wait till February. So
3: they'll wait till February to upload it. Yeah, exactly. The fuck
0: you. It's January edition. Yeah, yeah, but um. Yeah, Lee Marvin is in John Frankenheimer's movie, The Ice Man. Coming from '71 or '73, so I love John Frankenheimer. He just did some shit movies later when he got older before he died. <laughs> he did Reindeer Games with Ben Affleck. If you ever saw that, I did see that. It's not good. He did uh, uh, Island of Doctor Moreau. With a oh, he's the one
1: that did that. He did. Oh, he got called in
0: last second. Fuck. Okay. Oh, well, he's
3: the he's the one they brought in. Yeah. I, now i your seen, show.
0: On your show, seen, I brought this up. John yeah, Frankenheimer directed it, but he came in last second because Richard Stanley got uh, fired because Richard Stanley was a fucking psychopath.
3: So. I watched that direct, uh, documentary. Yeah, yes, so he's psycho. psychopath. Lost he's souls. scary. I, I I, think he's a fantastic director. But, yeah, I wouldn't want to hang out with him or be any anywhere after 12 o'clock at night with him. You want to you
0: know? be in a room with, like, four people with a camera with him. You don't want to be alone. <laughs> I, I mean, serious. With police
3: escorts outside.
0: He's yeah. a fucking scary man. He really is. So he, he haunted the, the the filming of that movie by hiding in the woods with the locals in the middle of fucking nowhere. He dressed up and in like dressed up in costumes and like would spy on them because he got fired off the movie and would like infiltrate the movie by putting on like makeup and being like I'm not a, yeah. I'm a I'm a wolf man. And, and height on he the movie he also directed
3: set. movies like Dust Devil and Hardware, which are movies I absolutely love. And he did a couple of uh, Nine Inch Nails videos, which I also love. So I what I, do you do for Nine Inch Nails? But yeah, which which movie videos for Nine Inch Nails? I don't remember exactly which ones. I I'd have to look that one up. I'm but curious because I love
0: movie. Nine Inch Nails.
3: Yeah, he directed. Uh, I know he did something for Fields of Nephilim, and I think Nine Inch Nails as well. Uh, I have to double check.
0: Here. I'm curious. I, I love Nine Um
3: But Hardware, that was this movie, I always, I always tell everybody the story of Hardware, because I, I, I absolutely love cyberpunk, like it's nobody's business, and that's one of the best ones out there. He did it with like a nothing budget and filmed it in like a, a fire trap of a studio. Uh, it's really good for the budget that but I, I remember seeing it on HBO, and HBO, you know, show everybody how old I am, when HBO was on, they didn't. Ha- you couldn't just hit guide and then it would show no. you what was playing on TV. <laughs> so you different. know, it's like there would just be a show and then another show. And if your parents weren't too poor, <laughs> maybe you had a paper TV guide in the background. Hardware would always be on. And for the years, I could never. I would always come in like maybe ten minutes after it started, so I didn't know what the fucking movie was called. I just remember saying, "Oh, it's that really cool, not quite Terminator movie." You know, I can't, the, the, I can't
0: the, find anything for uh,
3: Nice Nails. Maybe it wasn't hit maybe it wasn't nine inch nails, maybe it was a different but I know he did some
0: stuff for M T V and I th- I can't see anything, anything in IMDb for him for Nine inch Nails. Okay. Yeah. I see a field on nephew, home. I see that. Okay, so it was Fields and
3: Nephilim. All right, because I was thinking, it was, it may I might be getting confused, because I think he used to wear the T-shirt when he was directing Hardware, so maybe that's where I I crossed the two together. And, yeah, because he kind of looked like Trent Reznor when he was younger too. <laughs> so it's that might hair. be where I'm getting that information oh. screwed up. But either way, yeah. um, Doctor Moreau. Yeah that 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 whole documentary that 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 is something to sit through, man. The and documentary, I did not realize how
0: big of an asshole that. Uh, Marlon Brando and uh, oh, yeah. Val Kilmer were. They're two notorious assholes combined against <laughs> each other, which is why I, eventually Richard Stanley was fired is because of him. Yeah. Those two yeah. guys, mostly uh, Val Kilmer.
3: Val Kilmer really took over the set, and there's just that, that whole last act of the movie where he's doing a really on-purpose bad impression of, of Marlon Brando. Yeah. Like, that's the entire ending of the movie, and I think he just did that because... They ran out of money and film and just had to, f- to finish the damn movie.
0: Yeah, so go check out The Lost Soul... The Doom Journey of Richard Stanley. That's a uh, from 2014. Go check that out. It's it's way better than the actual movie of Island. Oh, and Dr. I know. Yeah, Island Doctor Moreau is garbage. I, I have it on DVD. It's 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 a fucking paperweight. It's really bad. I feel bad for Frankenheimer because he got brought on last second, and his yeah. other movies are fucking great. Like most of them, except for Reindeer Games. But and he could yeah. not control Val Kilmer or no. Uh, it was too late no. in the process. He got brought in last second. Like halfway. Through I mean, the this
3: is the point of Marlon Brando's life where nobody tells him what to do anyway.
0: So I wouldn't wish that on on a monkey on a rock. But no, you know. he was like 120 pounds overweight, and he owned islands. He didn't give a shit. So, oh. but uh, we're way over time. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, where can listeners find you, uh, Adam? RaidersofLostFlicks is the best place. If you want to find me on Twitter,
3: it's uh, Raiders underscore O-T-L. For of the lost fix uh,
0: same for Twitter and uh, Instagrams as well it'll um, I'm, I'm uploading stuff all the time it'll be in the notes because Skype just cut out on us conveniently so. when you're doing that and only that <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be in the notes uh, 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 let's see Frank is not here uh, go to reddragonsradio.com double L N K Z NKZ on Twitter for him um, L-I-W the TZ review on Twitter for this show L.A.W. studios on Twitter, lowstudios.com. dot uh, Let's see what else. Lloyd tier one at YouTube dot com. And while you're there, you know, raise the lost flicks. Come on, subscribe to both. What's the fucking problem? What's Please your, subscribe problem? to L.A.W. criminally <laughs>
3: underrated channel with. <laughs> tons of content that i'm still pouring through
0: i don't moment. get it i don't get youtube i'm not gonna pretend like i, I, I don't do.
3: either man you got a <laughs> bunch of stuff on there that's like way better than people that i follow on a regular basis and i'm like why is this why i
0: don't understand i don't get i don't know it. how to pitch it i don't know how to get people to go there i don't know i don't care uh but yeah go check it out go review all that and uh, we're still running our uh, five star review so if you go to iTunes, five star review and make sure you review it, um leave some notes, whatever that means to you. And then um we're doing a drawing at, in sometime in February for any five star reviews and comments. We're doing a, a Twilight Zone review uh, tw- sorry, Twilight Zone. <laughs> there we go. Uh Blu-ray box set. We're going to re- uh, we're going to draw a random person who does it. Um, Those then, box
3: sets are getting harder and harder to find. They are uh, expensive. Been,
0: Let's just say that this is not yep. something we're fucking around with. This is a seventy-five to eighty-dollar thing we're going to do. So it's it's mm-hmm. uh, it's not fucking around. So worth every penny. Yeah, go review on iTunes, five-star review. Leave a comment. You have to leave a comment; otherwise, it doesn't count. And uh, we'll draw a winner in sometime in February. I don't know what episode we're going to do it on. We don't know. So. All the more reason to hurry, honestly. So, until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Adam Wilcox. And Frank Links is squirting diary into some sort of uh, Philadelphia shithole somewhere. So, until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West again. So <laughs> long, citizens. Oh, what a shit show. Oh God. It threw me off my groove. I'm sorry. Let's do this again.
3: Just do the bobblehead. Do the
0: bobblehead. Shattered,
3: shattered.
0: I'm sorry.